up guys happy monday here we are again this week you guys wanted me to talk about i took a poll on instagram and the way it was a three-way tie that was pretty crazy but the winner of this week's topic was surprisingly being a content creator in Chilliwag. <laughs> One thing about me is I love to spill the tea. And I thought this was an interesting topic because obviously if you live in Chilliwag, you know the vibe. But if you don't, if you're listening from afar, whether you're living in the same province as me, whether you're international, I live in Canada and I live in the province of British Columbia and I live in a town called Chilliwack. <laughs> And it's a little bit small. It's a little bit rural. I said this on one of my podcasts before. I've briefly talked about Chilliwack on TikTok once, how it's kind of like a small rural farm town. And people like to argue about whether or not it's small. It's not small. Like there are way smaller towns, but it has a small town vibe in terms of everybody kind of knows everybody. You go out and you're guaranteed to run into somebody you know. And it's like a farm town. And it's also like the Bible Belt. So very small town energy. The reason I found this topic interesting was because I do feel like there's not a whole lot of influencers in Chilliwack, obviously. I thought people who are listening, whether you've been following me for a while or not very long at all, would be interested in how I kind of got into this. Although I'm just barely into it, guys. Like, obviously, I don't have a big following on Instagram. And even for TikTok, I don't have a lot of followers for TikTok. But it is something that I make money off of. I make money off of making some videos on the internet. Not a lot. I don't make a whole lot of money that way, but it is nice to have a little extra pocket change. So basically how I got started with all of this, I have mentioned before, I'm a big time internet girl. I've always loved the internet. I've always loved being on the computer. I was a big Tumblr girl in high school and that is when I got, <laughs> dare I say, a taste of influencing in the Tumblr days when I was like 16, 17. I gained the tiniest following on Tumblr, but like I had 3K, okay? And that was big in the tumblr days and i don't know how it happened i don't understand the algorithm of tumblr it's funny i made tiktoks about my tumblr days just to like show off my outfits because it was a very i was very 2014 and a few people were like i think i followed you on tumblr which i literally didn't believe because i was like i really had no followers and they were probably just a bunch of randos and a lot of bots but i guess i wouldn't write it off it's very possible and truthfully i was always sharing my life online even in the facebook days like when you just had people from school on Facebook. I loved having a good photo shoot in my bedroom as a teenager and putting on a cute fit or I loved editing my pictures all cool. I just loved posting online and expressing myself. That continued to follow into adulthood. And I mentioned briefly on here before, if you've been with me since the beginning, you know I have not always gone by Mandy Little on the internet. I mentioned briefly that I got into content creation because... So I went vegan when I was 19 and I really got into cooking and baking when I was around 21 and I just wanted a place on the internet to share my food creations and so I made a separate Instagram for that. I remember the day I made this Instagram, I made it for a while and then it was inactive. I didn't post on it or anything because I was so scared people would find it because these were in my early vegan days where I was like almost embarrassed about being vegan because people just love to talk about it and bug you about it and I didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> so I started posting all the little things I was baking. I love to make these little vegan Halloween donuts. Every Halloween they're so cute. They're like baked donuts with little Halloween designs on them like Frankenstein and little 
little blood stains. So that was solely what I made the Instagram for. I had no intentions of gaining a following. I just felt like posting photos of my cute food. Plus like the fact that it was vegan, I did enjoy sharing like you can make, you know, poutine and cheese balls and donuts and cookies vegan and they're still good. I just wanted to show that off. So I made that and eventually I, sh I shared that profile with friends and family and was just like, hey, I have this page. If you want to follow, go follow. I remember I made those donuts one day and somebody was like, you should sell them. Like these are so cute and I want to try them so bad because they're so cute. So I ended up doing that and it kind of took off quickly. I started posting on my Instagram like, hey, I'm taking orders for vegan baked goods. I make like donuts and cookies and lemon loaf, everything under the sun, but vegan. And before I knew it, I kind of had like a part-time job of just, it was a very, you know, casual at home thing that I did. Friends and family would buy for me and I had a lot of fun doing it. It was nice to be able to make a little bit of money that way. And then eventually I got the idea to start doing farmer's markets and stuff because at least when I was doing markets, you were allowed to be a home bakery and sell as long as it was at a farmer's market specifically. And this was at a time in my life where I was so post high school, I did a bit of traveling and then I came back from traveling and felt like I had no friends. And I was like very, very depressed. And so I made this page as a way to kind of branch out and express myself a little bit. And I found that it really helped me. But I was still very like, I was in my cocoon because I didn't have a lot of friends. I was feeling very shy and self-conscious. So even just me signing up to figure out if I could do farmer's market and like go through food safe and figure out all that stuff was so like mind-blowingly brave to me. I was so happy and excited about it too. Like I was so excited to get started on this thing and I remember the first farmer's market I did I went to one of the local home stores and bought so many cute like tablecloths and cake stands and this little letter board so I could make a little treat menu for my treats that I had and I spent all day baking and I work full-time and the markets are in the middle of the week so I would take Wednesdays off because my job is very flexible thank god such a privilege I would take Wednesdays off for the markets and I would bake all day until like 2 p.m. And then I would go to the market and sell everything. Then I would work on the weekends to make up for that. But because of my online presence, like people were excited to see me at the market. So many people came out to support me and it was a great little way for me to make some extra money. I remember the first market I did, it was just the best feeling in the world. I just felt like I was in my element. It was so nice meeting all the people who were interested in the food I made. And it was so flattering to see them come out want to spend their money on that and it was just fun and I felt like I was really in the groove I loved baking and I really thought it was going to turn into something more than that I did many a markets before COVID and then by summer 2021 I had done a couple as well Obviously, I took a break during 2020, but I had so many offers of cafes asking if I would make treats for them or I even had plans to rent out a commercial kitchen so I could do stuff like that because legally I wasn't allowed to, to make treats for cafes if I was working from home. So I had looked into renting.
renting out a local commercial kitchen and I had business owners. I had one business owner be like, I love this stuff so much. I'm willing to lend out my kitchen to you for free so you can like succeed in this more. And I never ended up going through with the commercial kitchen because I was, it was kind of pricey and I was trying to split it with a friend and they backed out, which was totally fine. And I was kind of relieved about because it just felt like a lot on my plate and I don't have any, I've never gone to school. Like I don't have any actual business experience through posting about my baking online that was how I generated most of the hype right my old Instagram username used to be veggie mandy that was what my vegan food blog was called that was what my baking business was called I had made this little I went to Fabricland and got this piece of cheap fabric that was in the same color that I had made my business cards and I hand cut out all the letters to be the same as my business card to be like this background tapestry for my tent one of the cutest tents at the market I won't lie it was like such a fun time of my life that's how I kind of generated hype around my baking I would post on Instagram a lot and people were excited to try my stuff and that is also how I really got into the vegan community which I've spoken about before how I'm like pretty much out of it now and I got into animal activism and stuff again that is a whole other podcast for another day but what I found more than anything posting on that page was that people were interested in me and who I was and my life and my husband and my cat not just what I ate but what I like to do with my day and like what I thought about certain things I was like damn like this is kind of bringing me back to the tumblr days like feeling like I have a space online where I can cultivate community and express myself I don't know feel like I'm contributing to the world in some way I don't know if I'd even consider myself an influencer now because that word's just weird but even during that time I was starting my ways of influencing I guess because people were telling me like oh I'm vegan because of you or oh I've always wanted to try your treats or even when I did certain markets people would be like oh I followed you for so long I'm so excited to meet you so that's kind of where I was like oh like maybe I could do like just content creation about my life but I felt really scared to do that because like I've mentioned before I was a pretty shy kid when I was little and not so much in high school but I do think I just latch on to certain things within my personality too hard so people in hopes that people will love me more is that a weird thing to say so after I was doing this veggie mandy thing for three or four years honestly I thought that I wanted to transition to lifestyle content instead of mostly just food but I was really scared I was scared to even I remember the day I changed my username I was like so anxious because I was like nobody's gonna care about me anymore I was still like low-key entrenched in the vegan community and I was scared all the crazy vegans would be mad at me for I don't know changing my (laughs) content style (laughs) like I said another episode for another day something I would love to talk about still but I was scared I was like oh this is what I've built my entire identity around for years and now I'm trying to change it up and nobody's gonna care about me but the reason I changed my name and even thought about that was because I got TikTok and when I got TikTok I had posted things here and there but I didn't take TikTok as seriously as Instagram because it was just brand new in 2020 is when most people got it right and I was like I'm not gonna take it very seriously I'm just gonna post whatever I want on there And I had made a video about my wedding planning process and it went viral. And that's how I gained like my first chunk of a decent following. I think I woke up the next morning to like 14,000 followers or something and my mind was blown. And that's when a light bulb went off. And I was like, maybe people are interested in other aspects of my life. And it's just all in my head that people have this expectation of what I'm to post about. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make my transition. And I changed my Instagram name from 
some veggie mandy to mandy little and i was so freaked out at first i felt like vulnerable i guess because i was like no i have to share every part of my life which is not true i think every content creator should have some boundaries in that aspect within reason you guys know i'm an open book okay before i get into that part of my life i want to answer a few people asked me questions on instagram specifically about this time in my life when i did do markets as a vegan vendor and if somebody asked i'd love to hear about your days doing markets did any karens get offended by vegan treats i thought that was a good question because yes i live in a farm town and people don't always know what vegan is and i wouldn't say there were full-fledged karens but there were a lot of people who didn't understand because my name my business name was veggie mandy people would read that and be like so is there vegetables in these cookies and i'm like no they're just plant-based <laughs> that was kind of the extent of it there were certain markets that i didn't do good at because of like where they were located i think they were like i did this market in a relatively christian community and i didn't do very well there <laughs> And there were like the odd grandmas who were like, this cookie's $3, I could just bake it myself. And I was like, well, that's kind of the point, grandma. You don't have to. Anyways, so when I gained my following on TikTok about my wedding, that was super exciting to me. And I felt like, mm, maybe I can really make this transition to lifestyle content. So I did, and I stopped baking. And I was also scared about that because I felt like baking was like, not only something that was really a part of my personality in a way that I made a little bit of money, it was also, I don't know, I felt more confident in myself because that helped me have a plan for my future if I ever wanted to go through with it but honestly as the years went on I got really tired of it it was just a lot of time consuming work especially when I worked full-time so I was pretty scared when I decided to make that transition and when I even made that decision to change more to lifestyle I was still like nah, I'm not gonna do like I'm not gonna make money from it like I just want to open the doors to be able to, to share about more stuff it took me years honestly to be like I am a content creator because I feel like it imposter syndrome i'd have so many days where i'd say like oh today i'm gonna start taking it seriously when technically i had already started taking it seriously i had had you know videos do well and i'd have people interested in parts of my life and you know eventually i started making a little bit of money from this and so yeah i'm a content creator there i'm owning it so after i went viral for my wedding that's kind of what my content mainly focused around for a while and i felt very i loved it i loved how it gave me so much ideas and inspiration and i think it's a big it's how i got a big chunk of my following and i was so scared once it was over i was like oh i'm not gonna have anything to post about and people aren't gonna care anymore but it didn't work out that way and I think it's been a journey to find my niche and to find what I really want to talk about and what I really want to like bring to the internet because I feel like a lot of people are just doing the same stuff all over and over again and you don't really want to fall into that trap that's something I didn't expect when I decided to get into this so much of influencer culture is about overconsumption and selling things and it feels a little sellouty and I you know I'm a really principled person and I don't always want to come off that way but at the same time i think we can all agree when we hear the idea of being an influencer some people are like fuck no i would never want to do that whether that's like being perceived online in general or being perceived in public or dealing with opinions but i think a lot of people are like free stuff sick making money from making videos sick and that was kind of my idea i used to think this was going to be like my future and it was something i was going to make full-time the more i get into it the more i'm slowly 
against that because it's going to be finite like everything influencers aren't gonna be a thing forever and it's not something to rely on and it's also like kind of fucking annoying dealing with everybody's opinions and unsolicited advice and not that i'm complaining by any means but i can understand why a lot of people would not want to do it so once i stopped posting about my wedding i was like okay how what niche am i going for now and i still have yet to figure it out because yeah once you get into it yeah you realize it's celebrity you realize it's very consumerism it's a lot of like hauls and just sharing stuff you have and i was like i don't want that to be my content i mean sometimes i love sharing the stuff i have but definitely not all the time definitely not most of the time so i'm still trying to figure out where i'm at but i think i'm just trying to lean into all aspects of my life i love sharing little intimate moments between me and kevin i love sharing my thoughts on family dynamics on my eating disorder you know sometimes i write stuff and put cute videos and emotional music to it i love making people feel and last year i made a little poem about my eating disorder it did pretty good but one of my friends sent me a message after they saw the video and they said thank you for all the cathartic breaks you provide with your content and that's when i was like maybe that's my niche i don't know how to put that into one word but maybe that's my niche you know i think i'm kind of good at least according to this podcast and all the messages i'm getting about the podcast i'm good at making people cry and feel things that makes me really happy and i love the idea of sharing something that's on my heart and having other people think wow i feel that too you know that's all i want to provide and if that means occasionally (laughs) doing a brand deal so i can make some money that's great too Because what I've learned in influencer land, it's a lot of comparing yourself when you see all these halls and you see these lifestyles that these people are living. Not only for the consumer in terms of if you're not an influencer and you're just a watcher and a follower, like other influencers, of course, also compare themselves to other influencers. And I remember when I got into it, I was like, I'm not cut out for this. I don't have a pretty life. Like I live in a fucking basement suite and I don't have a lot of money in my bank account and I don't have all these nice brand new shiny things that I can show off and I was stressed about that and it did make me think you know you compare yourself a lot and you see these people growing rapidly and gaining followers and in turn probably making a lot more money than you and you're like oh I'm falling behind and I'm not good at this and I shouldn't even try I've had a lot of points where I've been like I shouldn't even fucking do this like I'm not cut out for it I'm too emotional I don't have an aesthetic life I'm too sensitive I'm too anxious Uh, people are judging me people are perceiving me I hate that but what I think is important to remember even when you're just watching people's videos like it's a privilege to be an influencer in any form you know I think in a way I'm privileged because I have I work full-time so I don't have a lot of time to create content but my full-time job it's flexible and I don't have to worry about judgments from other people if I do want to post online a lot of the influencers you see probably have a lot of money to begin with before they blew up and I'm not saying all of them if you have a supportive family I think that's a bit of a one-up. Not that I'm not saying that I don't have a supportive family in terms of what I do online. If you have money to either one, not work so you can put all your time and energy into this and two, buy things to make content about. If you have time, like I said, if you don't have to work for whatever reason, that can give you a one-up. Like I think a lot of the time when I was feeling really down on myself in terms of whether I was succeeding enough, I was comparing myself to people that 
I shouldn't even be comparing myself to. Like we're on different levels. And like I said, I'm still super privileged and I have a home where I feel safe to express myself. That all contributes. And not saying that anybody who doesn't have all those things can't do this. But yeah, especially when I was starting out, I really wanted to do local content and I still do some local content and I'm happy to do it for a low price or free. I've done a lot of free content for a lot of local brands. And that was kind of ideal, honestly, because it gets me more embedded into the community and I love being able to promote local places. But I found through doing that, I felt like I was literally the only content creator for miles being in Chilliwack. And obviously that's not true. I feel like when we see people in our phones, we think they're just really far away from us and that's not the case. But I remember when I started doing local stuff, I really loved it and I loved sharing my quirkiness and my unique kind of life. And I realized a lot of people don't want to work with people like that. You know, I discovered there were a lot of local influencers who were like mommy bloggers and I love a good mommy blogger. There's a few moms I follow that I'm just all over and it's fun and it's fascinating to watch them. But those are the kind of people that local brands want to work with. People who are kind of just, I don't want to throw shade by any means, but people just want to work with other people who fit into the demographic, I guess. So that made me feel like, oh my God, I need to be more normal. Okay. I sound so fucking pick me. I hate it. But it just made me feel like I needed to like tone myself down and feel like I needed to fit into the certain aesthetic or lifestyle in order for people to want to work with me, in order for people to like me, in order for me to one day make money from this. And that just made me feel like I should not be doing this. But it's funny looking back on that. I don't want to be that way. So why would I, you know? And truth be told, I love consuming local content in terms of local content creators because at least I've found, and please send me if there's anybody locally you know who's content you think is similar to mine and you I will really enjoy let me know but I love following the people in town that I absolutely cannot relate to I find it endlessly fascinating because I feel like it's this little scope into this life I never knew or understood growing up in Chilliwack because growing up in Chilliwack I feel like it's one or two you're popular you're in the church maybe you're a partying you're the cool kid or you're not and that doesn't mean you're a loser but I was of the ladder. I don't know. I just, I grew up and I wasn't very close to my parents. I had a lot of different friends. I had a lot of different weird experiences and they all shaped me to be who I am today. And I feel like when you grow up and you make friends who are not from school, so you don't really know like their upbringing or where they came from and you realize, oh, we were raised very, very differently. I obviously came from a dysfunctional household. I had friends who all came from dysfunctional households. I had lots of queer friends. Didn't really know what it was like to have a bunch of money and I feel like if you're in Chilliwack you're either filthy rich or you're middle lower class and then we grow up and make new friends and we compare our lives to them and we realize we maybe don't have the one-up that other people had and I feel like that can totally be contributed to when you see certain local influencers that's what I experienced yeah like I said it's a bit of a privilege to be an influencer no matter like what your following is like did that make any sense you grow up and realize not everybody had despite living in the exact same town of course not everybody had the same upbringing and I just find that really fascinating I'm not shaded one way or the other I'm just saying it's interesting somebody asked me does it ever bother you how much people from the rest of the greater Vancouver area shit on Chilliwack slash Abbotsford or do you agree with the jokes a bit? <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. I completely agree with most of the jokes. Chilliwacks come a very long way and it has a long way to go. But yeah, it's a fucking corn town. There's cows and there's corn and there's a lot of conservative people. A lot of wackadoos on the overpass protesting interesting things every weekend. <laughs> But I'm glad I've stuck it out. When I was vegan baking, so many people were like, you need to expand to Vancouver. Like, there's so many cool vegan people out there. They're going to love your stuff. And I'm like, no, I feel like I'm niche here. And that's why I need to stay here and sell my stuff. And that's how I even feel in terms of, like, my content. I feel like for Chilliwack, at least, my content's a little bit niche. And people, like, need that. Because when I found when I was baking, I was like, oh, there's actually a lot of vegans here. And that's why I should stay here and continue to sell my stuff. And I feel like that with my content even, not necessarily vegans, but I just feel like there's there's a lot more people here that are like us than you think. People who are open-minded and kind and I don't know, not fucking bigoted. And I feel like that's why it's so important for me. That's why I loved working with local brands, honestly, because I just want people to know like you don't have to be the... <laughs> blonde balayage big hat mommy influencer you're more than welcome to be her if you want i i applaud you i embrace you i consume you for sure but you don't have to be if you don't want to and that's why i like find it to be important that people know i'm local and that's why i like working with local brands but yes chilliwack chilliwack's come a long way you know we have chilliwack pride every year we have terry westerby i actually know him we're kind of buddies he came to one of my vegan meetups because he's vegan too if you didn't know and Chilliwack of all places has the first trans man in Canada on the school board and that's fucking amazing and that's crazy for Chilliwack because like I said Bible Belt conservative farmy it's just fun to watch it turn into a better place and I think, you know, a lot of people who left town after high school, lots of people just got up and moved to the city. And I applaud that. Vancouver seems like a great place to be. But I'm also really happy here. I think I'm glad I stuck around to see it kind of change and evolve and to meet people here and realize there are people here who are super duper cool. Okay, somebody asked me how often do I get recognized slash approached? I got two questions kind of like this. <laughs> Truthfully, I started getting recognized when I was just doing Veggie Mandy and doing my vegan baking stuff and I had like fucking 500 followers on Instagram and even then I was like what the fuck this is crazy I think the first time it happened I was in Vancouver with my friends at her bachelorette party and we were at a restaurant and this one lady stopped at the table and was like are you Veggie Mandy <laughs> in front of all my friends so I felt very cool they were like what the fuck so it was like here and there and then yeah once I got on TikTok I, I probably get recognized I don't know it's different sometimes I a couple times a week sometimes every few weeks kevin's gotten recognized before kevin and my sister can both attest to like they've been with me many a time when i get recognized and i know they're rolling their eyes because it just it really does my ego good <laughs> my ego loves it and like i said i don't have a big following on instagram i don't have a big following on tiktok but i think i just do get recognized so much because i like to promote local stuff and yeah it's just a small town smallish town i think a big chunk of my following is simply in chilliwack <laughs> And there's a difference between being recognized and like I've made a lot of friends on the internet and because I work with a lot of local places I feel like I'm in the community now like I go and shop downtown and like I know most of the people who own the stores and I catch up with them or I go to the local market and I know a lot of the vendors from being at the market and for you know just being around town and being online so it's a good mix of all that and I love it I love being a part of the community looking back on 2017 Mandy when she was shy and had no friends I just can't believe that I'm someone 
who can just like go out and see a friend wherever I go and feel like I just feel proud of myself you know and that's why that is why I love doing this stuff and I don't think about that often enough I think I just love how many cool people it's brought into my life I'm really appreciative of it that was my big thing when I switched to lifestyle and just sharing everything about my life I was having the worst time during the pandemic like all of us were and I was feeling like I'm not worthy of sharing my life people don't give a fuck about me and I have nothing good to share and I think that is a narrative that we all need to drop from our minds once I started the podcast I got a few people saying like I love it like I'm so grateful for you sharing I wish I could share too and I'm like do it like you don't have to be a creator you don't have to be an influencer you can just share your life like you're allowed to share your life you know that I'm just letting you know right now you're allowed to share your life and people care and people want to know because people want to feel less alone and I think we all have something important to contribute to the world I think I felt a lot of shame at first when I started getting into this feeling like oh I'm embarrassed people are gonna think I'm trying to be an influencer and people are like wow she really thinks she she really thinks people give a shit about her it's like respectfully no I don't actually <laughs> or I didn't but I know people give a shit about me now oh my gosh one time I I mean it's happened quite a bit when we're out and about shopping I get recognized when we're at the mall I get recognized but one time Kevin and I were at a concert in Vancouver which is like an hour and a half from here and two girls stopped me in a restaurant and we're like oh my god we follow you on TikTok and they weren't even from Vancouver they were from like two provinces away I was like wow <laughs> that just felt so cool like it it's crazy because you think people you can put things out and people like things and people comment on things and people send you messages but you still don't really have a grasp on like who you're reaching and what they think about you and like if you're even impacting their life at all and when people like come out of their way to tell me that they like what I post or they watch all my videos like that's crazy that's fucking crazy to me and I so appreciate it and I know like sometimes people tell me oh like I saw you out and about and I just didn't I didn't want to bother you I didn't want to say anything I super duper appreciate it it feels like encouragement to me because I have imposter syndrome I don't know if I'm always if I should be sharing things on the internet and if people care about it and so when people go out of their way to tell me that I totally appreciate it I find it really flattering it's funny I wouldn't say most most of my family has a huge grasp on me sharing my life on the internet and what it's like but whenever we go to get togethers obviously I fill them in but every time we're at a get together Kevin's always like yeah she got recognized again last week she's just like hyping me up to my family somebody asked something similar how do you deal with people wanting to meet you when they learn you're local I think that's interesting because one time I got recognized when I was walking through my neighborhood and which was fine this girl feel, felt very safe and sweet she was kind of it was cute she was like oh my god what the heck because i feel like i feel like it'd be so weird to see somebody you know from tiktok in your like small town because i feel like when we're on tiktok if on our for you page it feels like everyone in our phone is like five thousand miles away and then you realize no a lot of them are actually close to us someone wanted me to make an episode about parasocial relationships which i don't know if i have enough to offer in that sense because i'm not a huge creator but i would say there are people who message me and if you're listening to this i totally appreciate appreciate you consuming my content and relating to me but people will message me and ask me to hang out they I don't follow them their profiles private people know so much about me when they ask me to hang out they know I have a cat and that I'm married and where I live and not exactly where I live but the general vicinity and they know that I'm vegan and what I'm into and what shows I like watching or whatever or where I like to shop people I've never talked to will just be like hey you want to hang out sometime I totally appreciate that you think we would be 
really good friends. But it's just interesting when, I don't know, maybe think of the situation flipped around. That would feel kind of a little uncomfortable having somebody you don't know just ask to meet up with you, like straight up. And I'm sorry if that comes across as rude, but, and that doesn't go for everyone. I have a lot of friends from Instagram, like, like friendships have flourished with lots of DMs and mutual following and knowing who I'm getting into. And I'm not saying these people messaging me are like bad people or anything, but it's just like, it's hard for me to say yes when I don't know what I'm getting myself into. And I think that's pretty fair. So I'd say there's not a lot of situations like that where somebody kind of wants to hang out with me and I don't have any idea who they are. Like most of the time it's a friendship. Like I said, that's florist over many months over the internet and then we get together. But yeah, I don't know. I just recommend that people kind of think how they would feel if they were in like a reverse position. But like I said, I totally appreciate a lot of my internet friends. I've made a lot of good real life friends. And I think a big thing about even trying to get into this like I said when I decided I was going to get into it in like 2021 I had so many times with my therapist where I'd be like I just I want to post but I feel fucking embarrassed about it and I feel like I have nothing to offer and I feel stupid and I'm scared other people are gonna think I'm stupid something she told me and maybe this will help you too like especially as an introvert we need outlets to express ourselves regardless of what it is whether we are posting on the internet or writing in our journal or talking with our friends one-on-one it's just another form of like expression and there's nothing unhealthy about it within reason for sure and that's why i encourage people to do it like post your fucking dinner on your story post your adorable cat post your adorable dog post what shows you're watching i just think it's sweet i think it's so sweet and kind of adorable that we all have these little pieces of us in our phones that we can share with other people that is like i said the biggest thing i've gotten out of it it like cultivates community and that's the thing i'm most grateful for it's brought me closer to myself it's brought me closer to my family even i used to be so scared to post because i was like oh i'm one person with this person and I'm another person with this person and if I'm posting this version of myself online then I have to add up to that version when I'm with everyone in my life whether it's friends whether it's family whether it's my husband and it's helped me like level that out and just be the same person when I'm with everybody and now everybody like knows what they're getting into and knows what to expect from me and I really appreciate that I think it's really valuable so I encourage you to do the same and yes that's what happens when you start sharing yourself even if it's not every part of yourself some people aren't going to be happy about it people in your family may not be happy about it random strangers online might, might not be happy about it but such is life and i found throughout the years regardless of what part of my life on the internet i've been in something that i've really benefited from sharing myself is like it weeds out the bad apples if people don't like what you're posting that's great that's great it's honestly great good riddance it's just saying this is me this is what i'm into and if you're not into it that's fine here's the door i worry sometimes people think i share too much but I also know that that's what's important to me that's the only reason why I want to share it might benefit other people and it might help people feel less alone I know it's helped me feel less alone and I really appreciate that so share that song you always listen to share what's on your mind if you're not utilizing close friends my god at least start there please I'm begging you my friend told me last week that she appreciates how candid I can be you can do baby steps because I feel like I haven't always been myself online i feel like oh god when i look at old videos of myself i just cringe like i feel like even the tone of my voice is different because 
I was like scared and trying to be a certain way and such is life. We're all like that sometimes, but just keep posting, keep expressing yourself because you'll get a lot out of it. You'll probably get new friends and you'll probably maybe lose some people in your life. But I think, yeah, that's the biggest thing I've gained about sharing myself is like, this is what you get. Take it or leave it. And you'll find it's really validating because you'll find most people will take it. You know, you're like, maybe I'm not such a weirdo after all another long tangent but i feel i've said everything i need to i don't know do you have any more questions about this let me know on instagram have a good week see you next time